past performance is not indicative of future results. Statements such as and similar to, we told our clients to be out of the market in 2007 and 2008. We told our clients to get back into the market in 2009 and clients that followed our advice were out of the market in 2008 refer to recommendations collectively made by Retirement Planners of America's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC and also at Cambridge Investment Research Inc. Three out of the five of those principals remain with RPOA today. Statements about similar recommendations we made starting in 2011 refer to an investment protect strategy that RPOA has been using since its inception in 2011. The investment protect strategy is not guaranteed and is subject to the risk described at the end of this broadcast. Unless otherwise stated, references to the market refer to the S&P 500 index. Index performance described does not reflect the deduction of transaction, management, or other fees which would decrease the performance results. Investors cannot invest directly in an index. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We're in the money. We are the in the money. money. The skies oh, are sunny. You are through, you done us An old man recession. You may be on your way back. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morayf. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. And this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We're going to talk, of course, about inflation, which is the number one topic. We're going to talk about what you should do about it. More importantly, we have we're going to talk about liquidity, social security, estate planning, investing, you name it. We talk about it and we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And this week's going to be no exception because we have a show that is chock full of boring financial stuff. But before we go one step further, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Morayf, and I'm the host of Money Matters with Ken Morayf. Thank you, Jack. And I am founder and CEO of Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning, as the name implies, which means that we work with the most wonderful people in the entire universe. We work with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And if that is you, then... Yes, yes, indeed. Hey, hey, hey. And if that is you, ladies and gentlemen, then our goal is to turn you into what we call a squipper. And a squipper is someone who is enjoying their second childhood without parental supervision. So squipper is the acronym for that. And by the way, you can only be a squipper if you're one of our beloved and most valued clients. So go to our website. It's rpoa.com and see if maybe you want to join the over 6,000 families that we now work with, that we are so privileged and blessed and honored to have the, the opportunity to uh, help navigate the retirement uh, uh, fjords, if you will. So um, let me go over with you. And by the way, if you do go to our website, we podcast a show. We have videos. We have articles. You can attend our seminars. We have tons and tons of stuff there available to you so that you can uh, plan for your retirement or stay retired if you're already there. Okay, so it's rpoa.com is our website. All right, let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, 
As we have been telling you would happen for several months now, we said there's going to be an inflation shock. Oh no, the inflation is not under control. Oh no, the Federal Reserve has not killed the beast yet. And we said there would be a correction. And boy, howdy, sure enough, here we are. So we're going to talk about, yes, where do we go from here? What's inflation going to do in our view? What is the Fed going to do about it? And all of that good stuff. But more importantly, how that might affect your retirement portfolio. So we're going to do that in our first segment. Also this week, we're going to talk about risk number 10 of the 18 risks that we see that you face during your retirement. And this week, I want to talk about liquidity. Okay, So how much liquid money should you have to be able to compensate for stuff that happens and uh, the ability to cover your cost of living once you are retired. So we're going to cover that. Also this week, as we do every week, we're going to talk about social security. And we are on number 56 of our strategies to maximize social security benefits. And we have a fun one this week. Uh, it's always fun when somebody says that what I said on the air is wrong and they call social security and social security said that what I said was wrong. Love that. Love the challenge, and we'll, we'll go over that one with you uh, here later on in the show. Now, also this week, I want to talk with you about, uh, I was interviewed by U.S. News and World Report, and uh, the question that uh, Darby, the reporter, asked me, uh, she said the, the topic of the conversation was, is the 60-40 portfolio dead? Does it make any sense anymore? I mean, bonds have been losing money for over a year now. So what's going on with that? If you have 60 stock, 40 bond, when the stocks go down, bonds went down too. The 60-40 portfolio doesn't work, Ken. Okay, well, we'll give you the answers that I gave her, uh, and uh, we'll have some educational and some fun with that one too. Now, you know what, Jack? Most shows would stop right there. Most shows would say, hey, if we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. Boom! Somebody stop me! Oh, don't you dare stop me. Because on this show, do we only go where people expect us to? Of course not. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before and therefore at about 10 till. We will have our estate tip of the week. And this week, we're going to answer the question that, ladies and gentlemen, has been bothering you for months now. It's the question that you, you haven't been able to sleep. You have been plagued by this question. You've Googled it. You've asked your friends. You cannot find the answer to this question, and we're going to answer it for you on this show so you can finally get a good night's sleep. And if you're wondering what that question is, it is, what is the job of an executor? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is the question you've been, you've been wondering about. You want the answer to that. What is the job of an executor? Yes. And so at about 10 till, we will go over what is that job and do you want it if you are ever asked to be an executor. So we have a show chock full of fantastic info that I hope you'll stay tuned and for the entire program. Uh, but before we get going, I just want to tell you something quick. As you guys know, uh, I just came back from uh, some time in Colorado trying to escape the heat. And one of the fun things you can do in the summertime in Colorado is you can go for hikes. And so I've been playing tennis for 58 years competitively now. And one of the things that happens when you do that is that uh, your knees have uh, seen better days, shall I say. And so there's a, there's a hike called the Cathedral Lake Hike. All right, so it's seven and a half miles. You go up 2,000 feet. 
at the where the lake is, and the lake is at 12,000 feet. So you start at about 10,000, so you got no oxygen. But the thing about it is, you know, I can climb anything. Going uphill is not a problem. So the first, you know, the three and a half miles or the 3.7 miles, nothing. No, no worries, even though it's pretty steep and it's pretty arduous and it's a workout, no problem. But the whole time I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to go back down. And the downhill part is where my knees just are not happy. And so it was a challenge going back down. It took a total of about four and a half hours, I think. But getting to the bottom was, I'm telling you folks, my legs were jelly. And I thought the next day I wouldn't even be able to walk. But, it, but actually, the opposite happened. It was kind of like a mini miracle. All of a sudden, my lower back didn't hurt. My knees didn't hurt. I mean, it's like I'm cured. So now I'm like, I want to go back and go on another hike like that. It's like I have no knee pain, no back pain, nothing. So to heck with Advil. Go, go for a hike. So let's talk about the uh, inflation shock as we have branded it. So what we've been telling you for several months now is that we thought that inflation was going to go down. It was going to come to uh, around 3%. In uh, and bottom in June of this year. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Then we said that it was going to start trending back up again because the, the rate of change on inflation was not going to keep going the way it was in our view. And sure enough, that's what's happened. And we also said that when there was the realization by investors that we think were overly optimistic that this is the case, there might be some selling. And if there's some selling, we might get a correction with it. And that's a drop in the market of 5 to 10%. Well, we labeled that one the inflation shock. We decided to brand it that when that realization comes upon the market, there will be an inflation shock. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We are right now, we think, in the middle of an inflation shock. Because the Federal Reserve has, is coming out and saying, no, the job is not done. And no, you know, we may have to raise interest rates again. And we may have to leave them high for longer than we thought, you know, and all this good stuff. So I'm, my, my, my question, ladies and gentlemen, is during this whole process, when has the Fed been right? When have they yet to tell us something and they've been correct about it? I don't remember a single time in, in this entire period with this inflation thing. First, it was transitory. Remember that word? Oh, this inflation is transitory. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. Then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, my gosh. No, it's not. So we think inflation is going to trend back up towards 4%. We think the Fed, at the very least, will not be lowering interest rates this year and may even raise them later on this year. So therefore, the market is not pricing that in, in our view, and ergo, the correction that we are experiencing. We said we'd see 5 to 10%. And from its peak right now, the market, the S&P is down close to 6. So we're right in the range of where we thought it would be. Now, what does it mean? Well, as with most corrections, what we think will happen is it'll pass, okay? And we'll forget about it. We won't remember it. But right now, we're going through it. And uh, in many ways, we think it might be a buying opportunity. So, but we could be wrong. And here's the thing. The Fed has raised interest rates faster than it ever has, and the percentage change, but also the actual amount that they've changed in the shortest period of time. And the damage that that created takes six months to a year to feel the full flowering effects of that. And so we don't know. Hey, fellas, what's cooking? It's me! <laughs> yeah, it's me. So, 
we may not we we haven't seen the full effect of what the Fed has done, and it could in fact cause some serious damage. We're starting to see credit card uh, uh, debt go way up. We're starting to see people not to be able to afford housing. We're starting to see the consumer feeling the pain. All of those things maybe start cascading, and even though we don't think so, there might be a recession coming and there might be a bad bear market with it. We don't know. Okay, so we give you our best guess right now. However, we do believe that you should plan for the worst and hope for the best as opposed to plan for the best and hope the worst doesn't happen. So if this does degenerate into a terrible bear market, do you have a plan for that? Well, we do. It's called Invest and Protect. It told us to sell in April of last year. It told us to stay out for the rest of the year. And you know what happened. The market went way down after that. We want to protect you and our clients from those kinds of bad things. So go to our website and learn about our Invest and Protect strategy. Learn how to build your portfolio. And all of that's available to you on our website. It's rpoa.com. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about risk number 10 of the 18 risks faced in retirement. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morafe. And we are back. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. And I am founder and CEO of Retirement Planners of America. And we are a firm that specializes in the most wonderful, noble thing in the entire world, in my view. And that is helping people to retire when they want to and to stay retired once they have done so. And uh, our goals are for our clients' money to last as long as they do. And we want them to have financial peace of mind. And if those things seem important to you, then I would encourage you to go to our website. It's rpoa.com. And uh, when you're there, you can uh, attend our seminars. You can subscribe to the show, podcast it. You can watch videos. You can read articles. We have tons and tons of info on there to help you to achieve what we call your second uh, your, your retirement, which is your second childhood without parental supervision. Now, if you think of the acronym for that, we want to, if you become a client of ours, we want you to become what we call a squipper. And you may think, well, what on earth is a squipper? Well, a squipper is someone who is, in fact, enjoying that second childhood without parental supervision. It's the acronym for, for that. And uh, so if you would like to be a squipper or would like to explore that, once again, our website, rpoa.com. And I encourage you to go there. We've got lots of stuff there that I think you'll enjoy. Now, this, uh, in, in this segment, I want to talk about, you know, we, we view that there are 18 major risks to your retirement um, that you face. And our job is to help to address all 18 of them. So if you do become a client of ours and eventually retire, become a squipper, then our job is to have your money last as long as you do. We want you to have financial peace of mind, as I said. We also want to address all 18 of these risks so that uh, we can mitigate those or eliminate them if that's possible. Well, well, risk number 10 is liquidity risk. Okay, And uh, r- liquidity risk is a risk because if you need money and you don't have access to it, then you don't have liquidity. That's what liquidity means. It means you have ready access to your money. So, for example, somebody that has all their money tied up in real estate, that may be great and they may have a large net worth, but if something happens and they need money and there's no, no liquidity there, they can't, you, know, you can't eat real estate, last time I checked, uh, and so therefore all of a sudden what happens is you got a problem. So liquidity is an important part of the consideration when you are planning for your retirement. 
Now, there's two forms of liquidity. Um, one is the income that you get from your investments. Okay, so in other words, you get a, you know, most of our clients, they, they get a monthly income from their investments along with their Social Security. And so that's one form of liquidity is the ability to get an income from the asset, from the investments that you have. Now, there's another form of liquidity, which is simply said an emergency fund. Okay, and that is setting money aside for the proverbial rainy day. And, uh, you know, the question you may ask is, well, how much should I have in an emergency fund? Well, as with everything that has to do with investments and financial planning and all of that, it depends. Okay, so there's two kinds of people in our world. One is someone who is still working and the other one, if they're a client, who is now a squipper. So if you are still working and you're going towards your retirement, then you have wages. And so if you have wages, then we believe that you should have six months of your cost of living in cash, in very liquid cash equivalents, okay? Very accessible, readily there if you need it for whatever purposes. And the reason why, and, and, and the reason why you want to have an emergency fund, just to backtrack for a second, um, is that when, if you know Murphy's Law, it's like the bad thing will happen and at the worst possible time. So you don't want your air conditioner to go out or your whatever, uh, and, and now you got to come up with some cash, but your investments are down at the time or you can't get at them because there's withdrawal penalties and all that kind of stuff. So you want to have this emergency fund. You want to have this liquid accessible money that you can get to to cover that consequence and then later ref refill that bucket and, and be ready for the next time. So once again, if you're, if you're still working, we think you should have about three to six months of your cost of living. And again, it's your cost of living in cash, okay? So if your cost of living is $4,000 a month, then twelve dollars to $24,000 is your emergency fund in our view. Now, <laughs> now, if you are fortunate enough to be a squipper, meaning you are a client of ours that has retired, then for squippers, we recommend that they have one to two years of their cost of living in cash. Why? Well, because now you don't have your wages to fall back on, right? If you're working, your wages are coming in, something happens, you got that to help, and then your emergency fund to take care of you know, the, 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 what's not covered. But if you're, if you're retired, if you're a squipper, now what's happening is you, you've got to draw from your investments. So in that case, one to two years. Now, that sounds like a lot. Oh, my gosh, you know, if, I, if it's $4,000, I got to have forty-eight dollars to $100,000 in cash. I know, it is a lot. But, you know, when you're building a house, you build the foundation first before you start thinking about walls and roofs and windows and furniture and whatever else you're going to put in that house. No, you got to build the foundation first. And in our view, having a solid emergency fund, and I know it's a lot of money, but it needs to be there in our view. And, that, and if you have that, then you can start building everything above that. Okay, so the first step is to build that emergency fund so you have liquidity. So investments need to be have the liquidity of your income, but then on the other side, you need to have an emergency fund where you have liquidity uh, on that side. And of course, all of that is our view of how you should do it. You may want to do it differently, but if you do, we think you'd be wrong. Just, just saying. <laughs> now, one of the things I want to offer you is to visit with one of our retirement planners. 
Um, they, we, we put them through rigorous training in all the areas that we think are important for uh, retirement planning, such as Social Security, helping you to make the decision as to when and how to take it, uh, cash flow management. Uh, we build with you a retirement cash flow plan. Uh, what that does is it helps us to see how much liquidity you should have, in our view. It helps us to see where you'll be in five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road. Do you have enough to retire on? Um, where do you get your income from? Are you paying too much in income taxes? Can we help you with that? We, uh, with your insurance, we want to give you a global all-around view, and we want to do all of that with you at no charge or obligation. Okay, so if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. And when you're there, click on Meet with an Advisor. If you do that, we'll schedule a time to visit with you either in person or virtually. Now, of course, we want to accommodate whatever's best for you, but we think that meeting in person is always better. And uh, as an enticement, I'll tell you, if you come in in person, we'll have our now world-famous oatmeal raisin and chocolate chunk cookies waiting for you. Folks, they will be right out of the oven. They will still be warm. They will melt in your mouth. The smell, the cookie smell will take you to cookie heaven, and you will learn about your investments and your retirement cash flow and all of that as well at the same time. So a deal you can find nowhere else, and it's all available to you on our website. It's rpoa.com. All right, we are going to take a break. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Well, I think so, too. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to have strategies to maximize Social Security, and this is number 56. Wow, so stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. And we are back. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. Thank you, Jack. And I am founder and CEO of Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we. I feel good. <laughs> and I do feel good. And uh, we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning, which means that we work with people who are over 50, who are retired, retiring soon. So if that is you, then this show is designed for you. Our firm is des is designed for you. And if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com. And while you're there, you can podcast this show. You can attend our seminars. We have live ones. And now we're doing them in, uh, in person after the pandemic. I didn't think anybody would want to go out again. But sure enough, we're having tremendous response. It's exciting. Uh, we have virtual ones as well. You can visit with a retirement planner. You can, man, there's so much stuff on our website. Go there, rpoa.com, and just have a good time. And uh, our goal is uh, to have you become a squipper. And if you're wondering what a squipper is, it's a client of ours who has retired and is now enjoying their second childhood without parental supervision. And if you think of the acronym for second childhood without parental supervision, it is squipper. <laughs> so maybe we can make you a squipper. That would be a lot of fun. Now, you know, one of the most important parts of planning for squippers is Social Security. Okay, I would say that it is perhaps the largest source of income for most of our clients. And uh, so making sure that you do it correctly is extremely important in our view. And the problem is that it is very, very complex. And it's, uh, there's a lot of moving parts. And so this segment of the show is devoted to helping to clarify that a little bit for you. So um, let me go over with you a question that we got here. And uh, this is, okay, so I filed for Social Security last December when I turned 62. I'm still working and making around $60,000. 
As a result, I did not receive any benefits last year. And that's because he makes too much money, according to the Social Security, and they took it all back. Uh, I decided to withdraw my application so I can be treated as if I never filed it at all. I called Social Security, and uh, I was told that I would have to repay my benefits. I said I made too much, so I never received any benefits. They told me I would have to pay back the amount of benefits I would have received had I made what I had I not made what I did. I'm confused, Ken. You said I could get it. I don't. I could do that. All right. First of all, as much as I love everyone, I'll tell you, don't rely on the people on the phone. <laughs> okay, just don't. You know, go there in person. Those people are, are are better than the ones on the phone. I have to tell you. But I'll tell you, just do this. Go and file SSA form five twenty one. Okay, and and let the system process it for you. Okay, just file for it and let the process take care of it. Okay, and they'll come back to you with an official calculation of the amount that needs to be repaid, which I'm telling you, I think is going to be zero. And you can find this, just go to the website. It's www.socialsecurity.gov. And when you go there, just file form 521 and they'll tell you that you don't have to repay your benefits. I don't know where they came up with that idea. Uh, do we have time for one more? Mm, we're close. Okay. Um, I plan to continue working and delay my Social Security retirement benefit until age 70 to earn the maximum delayed credits. Okay, good. Uh, I will be covered under my employer's health care plan and therefore will not be required to sign up for Medicare Part B at age 65. However, I'm wondering if I shouldn't go ahead and sign up for Part A at 65 since there's no cost to me. Is there ever a time when it wouldn't make sense to go ahead and sign up for Part A? Well, one of the only times that, that, that we see that it would not make sense to enroll in Part A is if your employer is contributing to a healthcare savings account. If you're getting that, then don't give that up because that's free money. Okay, It saves you on your taxes. But otherwise, Part A will probably provide more hospitalization benefits than you're getting from your employer plan. Okay, Now, again... Make sure you talk with a professional about all this stuff, okay? Don't just listen to what I say on the radio and go and do that, all right? Even though in the case of this person who talked to the phone person, they were wrong. Just, just saying. Um, so if you come, <laughs> if you visit with one of our retirement planners, uh, they would be very, very happy to build with you what's called what we call a retirement cash flow plan. It's RCF. Cool. Yes, and in the RC, when we uh, work together to build the RCFP, what happens is in the process, it'll help us to determine when and how you should take your Social Security benefits, okay? Sometimes it's a good idea to take it when you're 62, sometimes 66, and maybe it's best to wait till you're 70. Depends on your mayor, if you're married or not. It depends if you were the biggest breadwinner or not. It depends on the difference in ages, your health. There's a lot of things that play into it, your tax bracket. So all of those things we need to take into account. There's no one-size-fits-all, and we want to help you with that, build that plan with you, no charge or obligation. And uh, if, you, uh, if, you, if you want to do that, you go to our website. It's rpoa.com. Click on Meet with an Advisor, 
And like I said, we'll meet with you. If we can help you, that's fantastic. And if we cannot, that's fine too. Okay, either way, no charge, no obligation, and we will part friends. I don't know how to say I thank you, except I thank well, you. Frankie, you are welcome. So rpoa.com is the website. Okay, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about my interview with U.S. News and World Report about is the 60-40 portfolio dead? So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. And we are back. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. Thank you, Jack. And I am founder and CEO of Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we are a firm. You know, Jack, I wonder when the last Tarzan movie was made. And I wonder if, if the youngsters today even know who Tarzan is. I wonder if you, if you ask like a 25-year-old if they even know who Tarzan is. Has there been a Tarzan movie in a while? Anyway, uh, we are back. I, <laughs> I am the founder of, of uh, Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we're a firm, as the name implies, that specializes in retirement planning, which means that we get to do what I think is the most noble thing that you can do as a professional, or one of them, and that is to help people to retire when they want to, stay retired once they have retired. And uh, our goal with our clients is to turn them into squippers. And if you're wondering what a squipper is, it is someone who is enjoying their second childhood without parental supervision. And SQUIPPERS is the uh, acronym for that. And I'll tell you something funny, Jack. There was a gentleman who uh, called up and he said, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I, I want to I see if I can be a SQUIPPER. <laughs> so, you know, that's our goal. And uh, our goal, we have a dual mandate. One is we want your money to last as long as you do. And secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. And in our view, the... the a great deal of having that peace of mind and having a, is to have a plan around which you have a lot of confidence that it's going to take care of you and, and provide you what you need during your retirement. And so that's our goal. All our stuff is available to you on our website, rpoa.com. Go there. We have seminars. We have articles, videos, podcasts, etc., 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 as Yul Brenner once said. All right. I was uh, once uh, I, I was interviewed. <laughs> you know who Yul Brenner is, right, Jack? Remember the, the the king and I? Oh, you played him in you played you, you played the the king of Siam in the play. Jeez, did they shave your head off or what? How do you do? Oh, you wore a plastic hat. Okay. Anyway, let's stick on point. Okay, tangent. U.S. News and World Report interviewed me, and the the premise of the of the whole interview was you know sixty stock, forty bond. That's supposed to be the thing that everybody does when they're retired, you know, and all of that. But maybe it's dead. Maybe it doesn't work anymore. Maybe you shouldn't do that anymore because, after all, bonds have been losing money now for almost a year and a half. So why would you want to have 40% of your money in bonds? And then, you know, when the stock market went down last year, bonds went down too. So what is the deal with this diversification thing? It doesn't work. So maybe 60-40 is dead. Maybe you shouldn't have it. So the first thing that I said to her, and her name is Darby, and uh, Darby Rowe, she's uh, terrific, um, I said – you know, first of all, the premise of your question is incorrect. And that is, no, I don't think the 60-40 portfolio is dead. But it's not appropriate for everyone. And just like anything when it comes to your investing and your, uh, uh, you know, your portfolio and all that kind of stuff, it's important that you manage it. it it's not a set and forget. You know, you got to manage it. 
And so, you know, what I said was that the 60-40, you start with how much risk is appropriate for you as to whether you should even be in a 60-40 portfolio. So the first step is, in our view, is always to go and find out how much risk you should take. And the example I gave is, I said, the 60-40 portfolio is still a good option for investors who are retired or retiring soon, but this depends upon what rate of return they need to have to support their lifestyle. We call this number the hurdle rate, H-U-R-D-L-E. If someone's hurdle rate is 2%, for example, we may have no stock market component in their portfolio at all. And on the other, and they may be zero stock and 100% something in, in safe investments. Conversely, if the hurdle rate is higher, we may, we may need to be 70-30. So the percentage that you have is going to be dependent on how much risk we need to take. Okay, So that's the first thing. And then the second thing, and then she goes, well, what market factors, for example, are making the 60-40 portfolio problematic? Or what might an investor who uses a strategy be missing out on? And my answer is bear markets, okay? They're the main problem with a simple asset allocation strategy. The 2008 bear market saw the S&P 500 index fall 57%, okay? The 60-40 portfolio would have lost, quote-unquote, only 37%. While 37% is better than 57%, it's still more than our squippers want to, in, to have to endure, Okay, and, and in, in many cases, more than they can tolerate. So therefore, we think you should have not only a, a, an allocation strategy based on how much risk you should take, but secondly, you should have an overarching strategy that is uh, kind of the umbrella around the whole thing that says maybe at some times you don't want to have those, a component of your portfolio at all. So, for example, last year in April, our strategy, which we call Invest and Protect, said to sell our stocks, and we also sold our bonds. So, in April of last year, we got out of both of those things. Why? Well, because our strategy said stocks were looking very dicey, and as it turned out, they were very dicey. And then bonds with the Fed raising interest rates, why would you want to have that? So, we went from 60-40 to 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> Very interesting. Yes, and now for the clients who are 60-40, we are 60 stock, but we're still not in the bonds. Why? Because if bonds are a bad idea because the Fed is raising interest rates or inflation is high, then why would you want to be in a bad investment just because your allocation says so when maybe being in cash might be better? Okay, so those are the things that we put into the thought process of managing, and the, the operative word is managing your portfolio. Now, if you would like to visit with us and learn more about how we do that, then go to our website. There, uh, it's rpoa.com, and while you're there, you can uh, click on Meet with an Advisor. If you do that, we'll visit with you in person. We'll build a retirement cash flow plan. We'll build a retirement plan for you. We'll show you how we want to make you a squipper as well. And if you like what you see and want to work with us, fantastic. And if not, that is fine too, okay? I love you, man. I love you too, man. And there's no charge or obligation, okay? So we want to help you to do that. Or you can attend one of our seminars. We're doing them live now. Oh my gosh. I thought, you know, when, when we, were, we decided to go live again and have real live seminars, I didn't think anybody would come. Everybody's afraid of going out anymore. Well, no. The seminars are very well attended. It's been very delightful to see everybody and all of that. So if you want to attend a live seminar, learn when to take Social Security, learn how to calculate your hurdle rate, your magic number, all the things that we want to help you with, when and how. So 
go to our website and sign up. It's rpoa.com. All right, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what is the job of an executor. Oh, my gosh, you've wanted to know this for years, and now you're going to find out. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayfe. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayfe, and of course, I am your host, Ken Morayfe. Thank you, Jack. And I am founder and CEO of Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning, as the name implies. And uh, we work with over 6,000 beautiful, wonderful families across the country. Shazam! Yes, Gomer. And uh, when a client of ours retires, we call them a squipper. That becomes, they become officially a squipper. And a squipper is someone who is enjoying their second childhood without parental supervision. So we want you to be a squipper too. So if you go to our website, rpoa.com, you can attend our seminars, you can watch our videos, you can podcast this show, read articles, all designed to help you to retire when you want to and to stay retired once you have, okay? So that's all there for you. We want your money to last as long as you do, okay? We're not here to make you rich quick. Uh -uh -uh. We're here to keep you from becoming poor. Huge difference. That's what it's all about. So, our website again is rpoa.com. Now, if you have done a really good job, in our view, what could happen is that you have a few shekels left over at the end of the journey to leave to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs. And that's called, uh, and, and you want to do it in the right way, in the least taxed, most cost-efficient way, and that's called estate planning. And so we want to help you with that in this segment of the show. So we're going to talk this week about what is the job of an executor. Now, I know that you have been worrying about that. You've been wondering, what, what is the job of an executor? I can't sleep. I'm sorry. It's like this question has been nagging me. It's been plaguing me. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have the answer. So before we do that, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire course that is Tony Bennett with rags to riches and you know the estate taxes and probate and all that kind of stuff it's actually designed to do the exact opposite we do not want that to happen to you so every week at this time we have our estate tip of the week so this week uh, I want to tell you that uh, you probably never want to be an executor unless you absolutely have to that's the bottom line okay but here is the job of an executor okay so first of all most people, I would say, are unprepared for this job. And so there's a book that you may wish to read if you've been asked to be the executor. And it's by the American Bar Association. And it's, it's called A Guide to Wills and Estates. And even though it's written for the reader who is planning an estate, uh, the, the part about the executor is uh, easy to make your way through and understand. But basically, I'm going to give you a synopsis. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to summarize it, give you the, uh, the uh, Reader's Digest version right now. Okay, So there are basically five jobs, if you will. The first one, an executor is called the personal representative in sub-states. Uh, this is a person named who will to carry out the wishes of the deceased person. So 
the pro that, and so your job is to do that if you're the executor. But the problem here, and the, the why I would steer away from it, unless you know you absolutely have to, is that if an executor mismanages the estate funds and this results in a loss to the beneficiaries, the executor can be found. Are you sitting down personally liable? They can come after you. <laughs> yeah, I want that job. <laughs> you don't get paid, and if you mess up, they come after you. All right, number two, or I'm sorry, that was number, number three. It is the executor's job to locate, manage, disburse the assets of the estate. So you got to go find everything. So, so identifying and locating all the stuff, you'll likely have to turn for help to the attorney who prepared the will, the family, everybody else, and it could get complicated, but that's your job. You got to find all the stuff, okay? One of the responsibilities of an executor is to use the funds from the estate to pay for funeral and burial expenses. And then the last job, and maybe the most important one, is the debts of the deceased person uh, become the debts of the estate. So you got to make sure that they're all paid and before any disbursements or gifts can be made to anybody. And the executor, you'll also pay the estate taxes if there are any. You'll need to set up a new bank account in the name of the estate. And finally, as the executor, you must care for the estate's assets until they can be distributed by ensuring that properly that the property is properly cared for and that the funds are invested prudently. And if you do any of that wrong, the family's going to sue you and come after you. So I don't know if I'd want that job, but you know, sometimes it's your own family and uh, it falls upon you because you're the person that knows how to handle money. Um, and so good luck. <laughs> Thankless job, but one that needs to be done. So estate planning is complex. Make sure you talk to your own professionals about it. Uh, and don't do anything we say on this show without first talking to a professional. So what I would encourage you to do is go to our website. It's rpoa.com. And when you're there, you can click on meet with an advisor. And if you do that, then uh, we'll visit with you personally or uh, uh, virtually. And uh, we want to help you to retire when you want to. We want to help you to stay retired if you're already there. We want to get you to become a squipper, which is someone who is enjoying their second childhood without parental supervision. And uh, if we can do that, then we think we've done something special, something noble, something that's worthy. And we like doing that. So if you're over 50, retired or retiring soon, go to our website. When you're there, you have a couple of options. One is uh, you can attend our seminars. And uh, we're doing them live now, so we've got, and the response has been tremendous. We've had so many people attend our live seminars. It's wonderful. Um, and you get your world famous oatmeal raisin and chocolate chunk cookie fix while you're there. We bake them fresh. So get there early, they'll be right out of the oven. The cookie smell will envelop you and take you to cookie heaven. Uh, if you want to visit oh, in. Oh, dear, that's too wonderful to be true. No, Dorothy, it's not too wonderful to be true because it is true. And not only that, but if you want to visit with one of our retirement planners in person and bypass a process and build a plan, we'll do that for you. No charge or obligation, and we will part friends regardless of what happens. So it's all there for you at rpoa.com. Well, you know what, Jack? I cannot believe how fast this show has gone. It's over already. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel. Bye-bye, everybody. Of course not.
Ken Moraith is a controlling owner and investment advisor representative at RPOA, which is an SEC registered investment advisor. Registration is not an endorsement by securities regulators and does not mean that RPOA has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Because we help clients establish a total return necessary to achieve their retirement goals, achieving that total return is dependent on the success of the invest and protect strategy, predicting market fluctuations for which there is no assurance. This strategy, which relies on a sell signal and a buy signal, is not guaranteed. It may negatively impact long-term total return if it does not perform as anticipated. The sell signal could incorrectly predict a bear market, which is generally accepted as a 20% drop in a market index, and affected investors would not experience gains they would have made by remaining invested. The strategy may not accurately predict a market upturn, causing lesser gains than necessary to maintain the targeted long-term total return. When the sell or protect portion of the strategy is implemented, investors will incur applicable transaction costs and taxable accounts will incur tax effects. The strategy is also subjected to general investment risks described in our form ADV Part 2.